0: Oh dear boss. For Sunday, the 10th of June 2018. You made the cover of the new Ripperologist.
1: I did, yes, I did. I'm very pleased with that. That's very nice. And uh, I've now got, uh, I'm now in a Twitter conversation with people who are getting into it. So um, I'm now telling them, uh, you know,
0: what he, who he, what George was and things like that. So that's quite nice. Yeah. Every time you submit an article, you make the cover for some reason. It's, yeah, I know.
2: this just favoritism, clearly.
0: Don't you argue with that, Rich? I'm all for that. I think uh, he at one point told Adam that he was going to, like, do a, like, print high-quality covers or something and frame them on the wall or something like that. Is yeah. It, it's always good to have a pair, you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just one off. Right. <laughs> right. I've only ever made the cover once, so
2: I'm not bitter. And he was joined <laughs> with Trevor Bond.
0: Oh yeah, the uh, on the uh, Ripper Museum. Museum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never made the cover. We were in Rolling Stone magazine though. <laughs> well, which isn't nearly not nearly as cool as being on the cover of Ripperologist. but <laughs> what, what 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 was uh what was on in rolling stone um i interviewed robert anderson um about the long island serial killer i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that murder case but
2: oh yeah um... I, I was part of his research team so i'm uh, quite familiar okay
0: um so uh, he obtained um, Shannon Gilbert's autopsy report, which had been held under lock and key for many, many years. And um, so he came on RipperCast, and we discussed uh, the results of the Shannon Gilbert's autopsy report. And then when Rolling Stone did a, an article about the Long Island serial killer, they mentioned... Um, our show, and uh, and provided a link to the episode and everything um, wow. about the. Uh, so not not Jack the Ripper related, unfortunately.
3: But oh, e- e- either way, I I had thirty years worth of Rolling Stone magazines that got tossed when I moved. It's one thing that didn't make it. Thirty years, like every wow. copy. And uh, yeah. oh my God haven't, haven't seen a copy in a year. I haven't. Uh, got an overseas subscription for it, but, oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I I never read it. I was more of a spin magazine
0: kind of a guy just because they covered more new wave and punk music than Rolling Stone did, so, um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. So now John Malcolm um, has moved from the United States to Wales. How is it, were you living in Wales when you were at the 1888-2016 conference already? Nope, No,
3: nope. I've been here since May of last year.
0: Okay, how did that come about, you being invited to speak um, at that conference?
3: Um, Mark sent me an email and said that he was thinking about putting this thing together, and he asked me if I would speak at it and I've never had that opportunity before so it was a yeah it was a no-brainer yeah
0: uh we released it as a podcast that everyone can listen to the topic of your talk was on Robert Anderson the police commissioner <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the other the other the lesser known Robert Anderson. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and and uh the Polish Jew theory and in your thoughts, and you you we were talking earlier this morning about how that's kind of become an obsession of yours,
3: yeah, kind of kind of is put putting it mildly, i think unfortunately
0: can you um, in a nutshell, kind of summarize your your take on the whole deal? well
3: obviously obviously i'm I'm an, uh, I guess an Andersonite or a kozminskiite or whatever you want to call it um I, that that pretty much, that pretty much sums it up i think it's uh i think it's 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 a shame that it's kind of been brushed aside you know over the years and that's that's my that's my biggest problem It's something that to me i mean it's obviously this is a total opinion it's obviously all opinion i don't um i don't purport to know anything any more than anybody else but um it 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 seems that it's the, the, every year. There's a, a suspect or two, or I mean, suspect. And I use the term loosely too. I mean, you, you hear about the, you know, lately Charles Cross or H. H. Holmes or um, any of those. I mean, and those are absolutely completely imaginary suspects. They they just don't have. They, they just don't. Th- there's just nothing factual to base these. These theories on. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, um, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, geez, what about so and so?" You know, I mean, you could take, if, if, in the instance of like um, Charles Cross. I mean, what about Thomas Bowyer, who, you know, discovered the body of Mary Kelly, and had, you know, I mean, you could, you could, you could make a theory that revolved around that also. You Mm -hmm, know, and 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 the thing that gets me is that it just it seems that that Anderson has been so. Kind of marginalized, um, and for no good reason, really. Um, and and it just it just seems like there's just it, it. You know, not not saying like I said, not saying that this is this is the the, the be all end all of, of, of everything. It just it makes too much sense to me, and it, it's a shame that that it it is given such short shrift. It, it in comparison to you know you have these giant. Documentaries made about H.H. Holmes, and even the one, the one, the one I saw uh, part one about uh, the Charles Cross leechmare, whatever you want to call him. Um, I mean, I thought it was really, really well done. I, I really enjoyed it. But at the end of the day, I'm thinking, you know, this is just. Uh, I mean, it's 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 based on 100% imagination, you know, which nothing wrong with that. But it just it 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 just leaves the door open for more and more and more of this, and it just it it kind of takes everything in an opposite direction of what i think really happened you know um i i guess that that's that sums up how i feel you know it's I, I feel like a broken record because um you know i i am so <laughs> i am so adamant about the things i believe which is you know i mean i mean i don't know i, I feel like i'm on an island though because it, it, it seems like there's just not really much opinion that kind of is along those lines. And, and I'm kind of confused as to why that is.
0: Do you think that
3: um, Russell Edwards book
0: helped or hurt Kosminski's standing as a suspect?
3: I think it hurt. I think it, it hurt. Cause I mean the the whole premise, again, this, this is another thing that's, it's the whole premise was, was a non-starter, you know? Um, and it kind of made a, it kind of made a mockery of everything if you if you really look at it um i mean personally i think i think Kozminski is the best suspect that you know the closest thing and you know i'm 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 this close to saying yeah if if i well no if i had to put money on it right now i would i would put money on it that he was anderson's suspect and that he was involved in the murders and that's just i mean that's just if i if i was you know, you put my feet to the fire and said, "If I had to, then yeah, I would. I would do that." But I don't think Russell Edwards did, did that any favors at all. It just, um, it, it just, um, yeah. And especially when you start talking about um, digging up suspects or potential suspects or victims, it, it just, it it really does kind of, it kind of it sets things back um, years. And, and because these are the things that that get the most publicity and generate the most um you know the most talk whether it be online or whatever and 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 yeah i i, I don't think it did I don't, I don't think it did uh that particular theory any 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 good at all you know cuz it, it takes it takes one thing that's perceived to be um untenable which is the kozminsky theory and marries that with something that's that's just uh, um <laughs> that That has really the Shawl had never had anything to do with any of the murder victims in life or in death. And it, it when you when you put those things together, it 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 it, it taints the Kosminski thing to begin with, you know, mm-hmm. but
4: well, once you put that though, in the public argument in the public consciousness, they never forget it, right. And you know, they can never look at Kosminski you know, the way he should be looked at, you know, in the historical context of the case, you know, and, and we've seen that with other suspects as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- you know, I mean, and I wasn't, it, you know, I was, um, cause I think of this marks 25 years that I've been, I've been involved in this and, um, for the first half of that time, I, I wasn't a Kozminski person, you know, um, I was, I was pretty much put off, um, after I read, Philip Sugman's book you know I said you know this is yeah although although I was you know my preferred suspect um was David Cohen you know I I was I was all into the 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 police officials got things mixed up and um I really focused in on the Swansons uh, died shortly afterwards and and David Cohen is not as much as the 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 Kaminsky, Kozminsky, Cohen thing, but you have this this guy who was clearly insane, who was put in an asylum in December of '88, and you know died shortly after. If you want to call, was it October of '89 that he died? And and, and uh, I was I was stuck on that for a long time. I mean, I was I couldn't reconcile that with Anderson or with um, with anything really. It was just you know I just thought that was to me that that I mean I mean for a while I contemplated George Lusk. You know, things like, you know, back in the, you know, every, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with, with taking, taking a shot in the dark or, you know, just having a, you know, having a, let your imagination kind of wander and you can come up with some good things. It's just when you, if you get stuck on that and like the, with the Charles Cross thing, I mean, it really does seem like an honest um, belief that, that this man, you know, is, is, somehow related i mean that might be only one person's honest belief but i mean it, it really it doesn't seem to me as being purposely um deceptive um but at, at, the, at the same time it's um you know it, it's it's just it just doesn't I, I just i don't understand how anyone can really take it seriously well one thing i was going to ask you john which you've already partly
2: addressed is um did you feel that if one aspect of the Kuzminski theory is unravelled um you've mentioned you know Kuzminski, Cohen, Kazminski so if if Swanson was wrong or we're wrong about who we've identified as Kuzminski does that unravel the whole theory or could there be do you think there could be another Kuzminski out there and Anderson was right with the identification and his definitely ascertained fact or does it all hinge on everything being in place?
3: I think that's a really good question that yeah. I um, I think about all the time because the, the the descriptions of Aaron Kuzminski with what Swanson put in his notes and what Anderson says and what McNaughton says about that you know the the utterly unmentionable unmentionable vices and the solitary vices and the fact that um, it was in the record it, that that was the cause of Kuzminski's Insanity um, it, it seems really like a long shot that they weren't all talking about the same person. So that being said, if we find out that something would um, kind of diminish the the, the possibility, if, say if, if we found out that there was some private asylum that Aaron Kozminsky was in in um, you know September of '88. Or November of eighty-eight. I think that would unravel Anderson's thing. I mean, it's it's you know I'm 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 very interested to hear more about um, people like Jacob Levy, um and uh, but but those are those are the kind of things that I think this is this is actually where the conversation should be going, not you know way off in into the into this the the complete imaginary kind of scenarios, but um yeah if if there was if there was something i think for me if there was something that would eliminate aaron kuzminski then i would have very grave doubts about anderson you know which you know would be would kind of justify (laughs) the fact that so many people really just kind of discard this whole thing and um you know, I, I I always assume that I'm wrong about this because I feel like there's not too many people that have that opinion. So, you know, the 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 balance of probability is that I'm wrong about this. You know, and 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 it's and it's I just I just haven't seen enough to convince myself otherwise at this point. But yeah, if 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 Aaron Kozminski wasn't Anderson's suspect, or I I mean. I'm open I'm open minded but it would it would give me um it would give me pause to I mean I've been reconsidering Anderson for you know since I started um championing 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 <laughs> championing championing him um you know whenever however many years ago you know I mean I um you know I thought I was told I I thought I was totally wrong for a long time, so I went back to square one. I tried not to say too much about it, and uh, and here we are. And I, I I feel I feel more strongly today than I than I ever have about it. And um, you know, maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. You
2: you mentioned the 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 um, solitary vices and the the self abuse being the common thread um, with all the Kozminskys described. Do you think they might have been directed to look for someone like that by? Um, uh, Bond's profile, um where he mentioned um satiriasis as being um the motive uh, you know sexual insanity um or did they do you think he might have come to their attention in a different way? I,
3: I I think that um he was brought to their attention not by um police methods. I yes. think that somebody dropped him in the lap of the police Quite possibly, his family, um, members of his family, um, and and that that goes back to um, the Crawford letter and the the first that we hear about that that you know in depth was um, Stephen Ryder's article Emily and the Bibliophile from um, Ripperologist, which kind of suggested that that could have been a, that that letter could have been about Druid, which made absolutely perfect sense. Um, but you, if you apply that to Kozminski, it makes even more sense in the in the um, um, in that respect. And so, when people categorize categorize it as a police failure, as as you know, all of the police admit that it was a failure. I think that it was a failure because I don't think that they found him. I think that he found them. If in so, if in fact this is this is how mm-hmm. it how it happened.
2: So you didn't go looking for someone who fits the, the bill, but someone was shown to them who fitted the uh the categories
3: well, well i th- I think bond was was ahead of his time in his in his uh, early profile before before you call you would call it a profile, mm. um, but I'm not sure um, that that would have that the police would have have understood that to make them focus on that, it, especially where, whereas, um, you know, so far as we know, Kozminski has no other, um, interaction with the authorities other than the dog walking. Incident. Yeah. They, they,
2: they walk a um, dog with a muzzle, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it would be really difficult for, even if the police were focusing on that, how would they know that this person was engaging this prior to his, his ultimate committal, you know, and that's what, that's where, um, if you if if the police after he was put um, after he was brought to the workhouse for the second time and then put into Colney Hatch, had access to his records, which apparently they did, if they if if they're talking about the same person, especially with McNaughton in um, 1894, um, then it probably made a lot more sense to them at that point, and they could probably go back on Bond's report. But I'm not I'm not sure if they if they would have actually um been that you know i mean there was no there was no um there was no behavioral profiling or anything and, and bond and it's, it is remarkable that he could he could come up with that and and um at that time which you know that all fits but if you want to believe you know what i believe then you know that's that's more reason to believe it that doesn't necessarily make it any more mm. any more or less you know true but uh that, that is it is uh yeah that's that's a definitely a good <clears throat> good uh Good thing to think about,
4: John. I want to ask you about the seaside home identification. Um, do you have a preferred witness for that, like uh, Schwartz or Lavender or somebody else? And and also, do you believe when Anderson wrote, you know, that um, it was you know he positively identified the suspect but refused to give evidence because he was a fellow Jew? Um, what's your take on all of that? I mean, that was my question. <laughs> that,
3: that, that was also something I was wondering about as well. <laughs> I'd be, be, be more than happy to answer that twice. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think um, it makes the most sense that Schwartz was the witness that was used because he, Lavenda, Lavende, how, however lavender, however you want to pronounce his name, um, he obviously had it was a very good possibility that the person that those three people saw was the murderer of Catherine eddowes um and although i don't rule him out um i mean the the common thing is um the idea that lavenda said that um he wouldn't be able to recognize the, the 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 suspect again which is not entirely the case um if you look at all the newspaper reports which which you know go from you know Seeming to look verbatim, you know, as far as the 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 um, inquest goes, um, when you ask, when he says, you know, I doubt it, is is his answer whether or not he would recognize this person again. That doesn't mean he wouldn't um, or couldn't, um, because if you if you you put that yourself in that same situation, and it's funny because um, Rob House and I did this little experiment at a little pub when he was living um, down by Somerville, Mass. We would we would go there, and we had this little thing where we would um, try to recall, like a waitress or a person in the in the as during just in your conversation, say okay, let's somebody who could have been wait waitress was a a perfect example. Someone who was, um, you know, who came to our table, took our order, did whatever, and then we'd say, you know, okay, describe this person you just had uh, face to face, and neither of us could. You know, even five minutes, ten minutes after the fact, accurately describe you know what she looked like or what she was wearing or anything like that. But at the same time, had she come up again, we, you might be able to go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I recognize this person." But it, but if you'd ask me at the time, would I be able to recognize this person again? I would probably say I doubt it. So, um, Lavenda could be, but if you look at the circumstances between those two particular people and that's that's not to say that it couldn't have been somebody completely unknown that's that's an absolutely a possibility i mean look at the the person who schwartz claimed to see lighting his pipe or according to the star carrying a knife that was standing outside the nelson nelson beer shop maybe it was you know it could have been someone that we've you know we've we've never seen come up in the record but schwartz is actually the only person that's ever come forward and seen a victim being attacked within that short time frame and he obviously i mean if all you need to do is walk down burner street today and you look at the distance and if if you're looking at someone in the face i mean lavender would have been across the street from um church passage there and that's even a little bit further you know, further than uh, Schwartz seeing this person who he, you know, I mean, to me, he, that makes the most sense. Um, because it, and, and it would also make sense that, it, that the police thought that um, he actually did see the murderer, why he didn't appear at the inquest, which, which is another really strange question um, that is, is usually answered with. Um, well, they must have doubted his testimony, which I I disagree with that entirely. And I and, can't. Uh, I can't say how you could really.
1: I, I think if somebody says yes, not only was I there, but I saw this entire thing, then I think they've got yeah. to. Be. Yeah, they've got to.
3: Yeah. Well, I, they actually, but 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 not necess- not necessarily, because that's another thing too. Is something that is. I um, mean, I'm not as well versed in in um, the the criminal law uh, as far as coroner's courts and that goes, but there's a really, really interesting phrase in um, uh, a book called um, Police with an exclamation point by um, um, J. Hall Richardson and um, I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm standing in my room with the books, but I'm not really sure right off the bat. But um, apparently it was entirely up to the coroner to get his witnesses, and the police were not obligated to offer those to the coroner's courts. If the coroner asked the police, then yes, this person had to be summoned. But the police were in, in under uh, no obligation whatsoever to volunteer this information to the coroner, which would make a lot of sense, especially where you think it could possibly jeopardize an investigation. Um, um, so. I mean, it's. It, I mean, that's that's pure speculation too, on uh, you know th- thinking that that's why Schwartz wouldn't have appeared at the inquest because yeah, it, it it would make sense that a that a prime wit- witness would. But again, at the end of the day, the purpose of, <clears throat> of of an inquest is it is to determine the cause of death and go and the antecedents of the victim, and and such. So it it potentially could have. I mean, it could have been a situation also where. Um Especially after what happened the the fiasco with Annie Chapman's inquest with Baxter you know lighting up fires all over the place that there was some kind of arrangement that he didn't appear. I mean, it just it wouldn't have done anything to further the investigation or further um, the, the the jury's um, ultimate decision of murder by persons unknown um, had Schwartz testified. You know, it, it, it probably would have been actually even more made it more difficult for the police because if this was public knowledge and, and the mur- and it was the murderer of stride that Schwartz had seen, then it he would know and it, uh, I mean that's my that's my that's my reason for thinking that Schwartz was probably the in the I mean he he was definitely in a better position than Lavenda to, I mean, to, it, it to could identify be. this I, I, I think it could be be more something more as prosaic
1: as uh, they couldn't get an interpreter or the language thing was a problem. So they just yeah. decided not to bother. Because obviously everyone was coming forward. There's so many witnesses in Burnist Street.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, I and thought, really okay, well,
1: let's not bother with him then. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, it it could be. Um, but I don't think the poli- that that would have affected... His worth as a an actual witness, it would have yeah. because you know, I mean, the the a coroner's inquest is a is a public event, yeah. And sometimes, you know, it, it it is better to to not have this this information released to the public. I mean, the police were were really really tight about releasing anything, and they wouldn't have had to release it because he would have, if he stood there. And yes, the 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 interpreter issue. Um. You know that that would have been you know that would have also been called into question, and it just it it almost seems you know like i said i mean the the, the purpose of a coroner 's inquest isn 't to discover the perpetrator of a crime yeah. it 's to yeah. determine the, the you know cause of death and and manner of death and 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 all that and it 's up to the police to follow it follow it from there um, i i think that while while the
2: police um would have certainly treated Schwartz as a um reliable witness and if he was Anderson's um, witness, he may very well have identified Kuzminski positively as being the man he saw. But for me, you know, because of modern psycho- psychological research into eyewitnesses, we can't take that as read as far as I'm concerned, that because Schwartz identified Kuzminski, it was actually the man that he saw because eyewitnesses just aren't a reliable form of evidence if you look at research by um people such as um elizabeth loftus um eyewitnesses even with delay a of couple of days can fail to make an accurate identification so So i think even though we you know if we're saying oh yes well it must have been schwartz and schwartz must have been um in Reliable by the police, and then we take that as yes, Schwartz had identified Kozminski, even if we know that for a fact. You know, all that tells us is that Kozminski was Anderson's suspect. It doesn't tell us, as far as I'm concerned, that Kozminski was Jack the Ripper because of the, you know, um, how unreliable it would be. But it oh, I,
3: oh, I don't think I don't think that in itself um, would have proven anything. I mean, it it, it couldn't have. I mean, I mean that even though it was a it was a short span of time between when her body was found and the supposed, um, citing by Schwartz. I don't, I don't think that that would have, even though, um, Swanson says it would have been means of murderer being hanged. Um, I don't think uh, any sensible jury would take that and that alone as, as enough there. I I think there was, I think you would have to have had a considerable amount of, um, um, circumstantial evidence to go with that and and one thing I, also too is so, oh sorry
2: sorry john I, I think i disagree with you because i think a jury would use that as a conviction because juries do like eyewitnesses um research has shown that eyewitnesses um someone given a positive identification would convince a jury even though they might not be accurate so i i think it would have had him hanged if they put it towards the jewelry, but for whatever reason, they didn't.
4: But, but my question uh, would, would be, though, like, is Anderson even correct, though? Like, you know, did it happen the way Anderson said it happened, that, that Schwartz or whoever unhesitatingly identified, you know, Kosminski? Um, did it actually happen that way?
3: Well, well that, that, that's, that's another thing about the, the wording of, uh, yeah, I find it problematic. Anderson. Yeah. You, you, uh, see, I see. I I look at it a, a different way. Um, because when he says unhesitatingly identified the suspect the instant he was confronted with him, it's not. It doesn't sound like. Stranger, stranger, and, and as we know now, um, there's a really good chance that Aaron Kozminsky was living in Providence Street, which is a stone's throw from um, Burner Street. I mean, it's, it's literally right around the corner, yeah. and so, to me, it makes sense if you look at it in the context that not only did he recognize this person, he knew this person from the neighborhood. You know that that that's a completely different thing than trying to, you know, swear that you recognize the waitress from the bar and pub, you know, two years after um, she served you your steak and cheese. You mm. know, I mean, if it's someone that you were familiar with to begin with, which um, you see that that Wolf Abrams, you know, Aaron's brother lived at, 30, I think it's thirty thirty-eight Burner Street, which is right next door to the International Workingmen's Club. Um, in 1882 and assuming which is again it's assuming that Aaron was living there he would have been familiar with that area then and if he was living living in Providence street as Wolf was in 1888 that would also make it more likely if Schwartz being somebody who was from that neighborhood would have been more likely to recognize someone that he'd seen not just one time but on a regular basis and that's how we could put two and two together i mean that's i mean that's just that is just that is absolute speculation there's no question about that um, oh yeah
4: it all is with that but I just yeah I just wanted to get your take on what Anderson meant because I mean there's a lot of discussion about that oh theres I
3: yeah I, the, the other uh, I think it was Wednesday night I, I dug I've, I've printed out all kinds of um, message board discussions between Casebook and JTR forums um, f- for years the relevant stuff you know that relevant to me anyway, and my thoughts. And I went through about 160 pages worth of discussions just between the years 2006 and 2009. Um, back and and I I don't understand why I feel so strongly about this in the face of so much um, apparent disagreement. And so it, it's something that I revisit unfortunately on a daily basis and um um so i'm i'm looking i'm looking for someone to talk me out of this so i can <laughs> s- <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I mean, s- seriously i i would probably be very very quiet for several years um when it comes to this but uh, it it would also relieve me of the of the problem as to as to as to you know whether or not this is actually what happened but
0: i want to go back to the crawford letter that you briefly mentioned uh, a while back and you're right in that when it was first discovered the druidists latched on to it uh whether that was because of the social standing of crawford himself being an earl and and as druidists kind of do um, you know, they try to find connections between the Earl of Crawford and maybe a Jabez drew who had connections. They both having connections to the East end, um, the Earl of Crawford, I think more so in his like parliamentary committees or something like yeah, that.
3: Yeah. But the, yeah, but are you looking into that? Yeah. He was on the, <clears> the, um, house, um, committee about the sweating system. Yeah. Um. Which is, I mean, the, I mean, the, these are see, these are the kind of things too that, that right. even though. Well, they're, but
0: I'll, I, I, I want to go into that. But what is? It, it is, it is interesting, as you say, about Kosminski because the writer of the, 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 the family member, uh, we don't, we're not sure in what way they're related. I don't think it even says it's their sister or anything, but. It says um, it
3: says um, someone who is nearly related, which. Yeah. But it, she it, it,
0: she, it, uh, she expressed fear that if it's made public, <clears throat> it could harm not only her and her family, but but, you know, the, she mentions like um, it'll bring harm to her place, her, herself, her place and her family or something like that. Yeah. Which yeah, seems her, yeah. to mo- make more sense if she was a Jew and living in the East End um, than the Druid's. Uh, you know, yeah, up in Windsburn yeah. or wherever the hell they were at the time, right? That she feared that they would attack her home.
3: Right? Well, I mean, I mean, all yet, all you need to do is go back and look at look at um, what happened when they arrested John Pizer, and you want to go before that. I mean, the 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 Lipsky the Lipsky murder um, of Miriam Angel only a year previously, one street over too. Um, I mean, there was there was it makes more sense in the context of Kozminski than it does in the context of Druitt. Um, but again, it could be anyone if it would be. It's, it's a shame that this letter wasn't dated because we could um, although that wouldn't prove anything either. But it makes more sense, especially after it um, was it Jacob Cohen, who testified um, when well, not testified, but was witness to Aaron Kozminski threatening the life of his sister. Um, which which also can be read like like so many things read it, it different ways. Like, it, was it Jacob Cohen's sister or was it Aaron Kozminsky's sister? Um, so yeah, I mean, you can if if you want to build a circumstantial case that it all all revolved around Kozminsky. I think the circumstantial case is there, but like. Like, like I said, if if you when when you first look at it in the context of Druitt and what McNaughton said and the private information, um, it made perfect sense. Um, but it makes even more sense. So it may even something may happen that that makes more sense. May, some other suspect may pop up, and you go, "Oh, that makes even more sense than Kosminski. You know, so it, it's it's um, you know, it's 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 frustrating because you can't really make any solid determinations about any of this so it, it right. everything all of it in in uh involves um you know speculating and, it, and if and if and if i want Kozminski to be my suspect or anderson's suspect or jack the ripper then i'm going to use this in that favor but at the same time i think if there's something that um that would distance that i i wouldn't i don't think i would ignore it and, and that's you know i mean i i've you know, I I don't look forward to being proved wrong, but proven wrong. But at the same time, if I'm wrong, I want to know about it before I uh, embarrass myself anymore. You know. Well, <laughs> so if, I if the
0: if the letter was dated after Druid had committed suicide, which would be a really narrow window there, um, mm-hmm. I think it is more problematic uh, for the Druidists, even though only because you. And here you have to just assume that Crawford would have mentioned that the author of the Whitechapel murders was dead, you know, um, you would have thought he would have at least imparted that little bit of helpful information. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's, that's some, yeah, I never thought about that, but that makes, yeah, that, yeah. If, yeah, if it was, if it was dated after, after Drewitt's death, then at least you could say that obviously it's, um it, it's a moot point <laughs> to, yeah. to, uh you know, um, for everybody, and it, would, it wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have made sense for the um, near, nearly related person to come forward if the person was already dead, because then, yeah, that was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I never, never <clears throat> thought about that.
0: But I agree with you that um, that I I think it, it could it it does tick more of the boxes for Kosminski than Yeah but it's frustrating because as in everything else in this case it's incomplete
3: you know yeah and um i mean one one thing that gets me is though there, there are coincidences and then there are coincidences and if you and if you add up all it just seems to be everything keeps going back to kuzminski you know they're just as layers it's not just one coincidence not just that his name has come up a couple of times it's just all of these things, and again, it doesn't—it doesn't mean that this is this is how it happened. It just is hard to look away when you have these, you know, the 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 fairly recent um, discovery that that Wolf Abrams lived in not only Barna Street but Providence Street, and um, you know, all of these. It just keeps. It seems like the more any any new information that comes up um, doesn't do anything to diminish. The possibility mm. that Kozminski was Anderson's suspect and/or, you know, a murderer. Um, and again, you know, you have the argument that maybe, well, maybe Kozminski, um, if he was a murderer, only murdered Elizabeth Stride, which is a, a whole different can of worms that that. Um, yeah, that, that's something <laughs> that's I, I
2: consider on occasion. That uh, yeah, I thought the same thing.
3: Yeah, I I I, I have, um, but. At the end of the day, there's too many coincidences between the murder of Elizabeth Stride and the murder of Catherine Eddowes and the evidence in Goulston Street and all that. It just it really it just would have to be it's spectacular odds that it would be two different people um, doing these things in these particular locations within an hour of one another it just i mean that to me is the hardest thing to get around as far as um thinking that those two murders weren't related it just it just um you know, the odds just odds aren't there the possibility is definitely there you know there's no question about it but but the but the odds it just it just doesn't
2: uh yeah especially when you remember that you know despite how violent and rough the area was murder was still very rare there yeah, so, it, yeah yeah it, it was i, I think it's, it's probably worth an entire show's discussion on its own isn't it really yeah. it, was there actually a, a double event perhaps jonathan could schedule it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
3: yeah that's that, yeah that's i mean i mean that's that's a that's um yeah that, that's another question that will obviously will never go away because it's just not there there's no there's no way even if even if there was there were to be some kind of um, discovery that oh this this seaside ed- identification took place and all this and you know uh, it was Schwartz that identified Kozminski at the Stride murder that still does not close the door on but, uh, the possibility that these women could have been murdered by someone else you know it, 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 it and so even if that was the case it still there would still be room to argue um, either side of that coin.
4: Well, you're right in that respect, because, um, I mean, even looking at the McNaughton memoranda, I mean, we've closed the door on Ostrog, for example, with modern research yeah, um, showing, proving that he couldn't do it. Um, a lot of modern suspects have been proven not to do it. I mean, uh, you know, the Duke of Clarence himself, right? I mean, that, that was dismantled. Pretty well immediately, even though it somehow endures.
3: It's it's, it's yeah, it's still kicking around here but, and there. But but you're
4: right, like Kosminski, um, there's really no evidence to come forward to dismiss him. There's nothing that says okay, you know he w- he was incarcerated at the time of the murders.
0: He cannot be Jack the Ripper. I mean to, to um, me that's yeah. what it would take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on the Goulston Street graffito? There's a lot a lot of the. Of, um, officials at the time I don't remember right off the top of my head what Anderson thought of it but most of them believed that it was trying to throw suspicions on to the Jews um, indicating that it was probably written by a Gentile
3: well well that that's 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 Henry Smith's um, view of it um, on the other hand um, Godfrey lush um, wrote that he believed that it was written by a jew who was boasting of it which is my which is my take on on that um and i cannot i can't i cannot believe that if that graffiti was there prior to that night that somebody would have um not noticed it or come forward um it it just it it defies logic because that would have deflated the entire issue. Um, had only one person who lived in that building or been around there said, "I saw that graffiti yesterday," the whole question would have gone away. And um, so, I mean, I I do believe it was written by whoever murdered Catherine Edo's. I mean, it just it did. Um, the fact that I mean they were so worried because it could be seen by anyone passing by in the street. It's it's impossible to believe that people coming and going from that um, from the the model dwellings um, wouldn't have been interviewed by the police and wouldn't have diffused that entire situation before it even became public knowledge never would have even had had to have been brought up at the inquest or it would have been squashed at the inquest had had somebody just said, "Yeah, it was, it was," and 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 if I was the police, if I were the police, which you would think any logical person would be like, "Well, Warren made such a big deal about erasing it because," which you know, obviously everyone thinks that was a mistake, um, including Anderson. Um, and Anderson, I don't th- I don't think that he's ever said one way or another anywhere um, who whether he believes that that was that was the case that he <coughs> that the murderer wrote the graffiti, but he did he did admit that that it was a mistake um having it removed but it, at, at, you know like i said at the same time it, it wouldn't that have been your first in, instinct if you're warned or to find somebody who's seen it and just can say that it was there yesterday right and then it, go, and it completely goes away it doesn't have to come up at the inquest nothing like that um but yeah <laughs> it's another show right <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's several shows yeah. <laughs> well, I, I
0: just got uh, done doing like four hours talking to Steven Sinise and his interpretation of the graffiti is that it was trying to throw suspicion onto the Jews um, in, in order to, you know, blame them. Um, and so I was just curious as to your interpretation because that that uh, interpretation can be pretty convincing,
3: I think. You know. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I. I think. I think. Um, yeah. But, but, you, but you the way it, you
0: that you it. it's kind of the, the same way. Is that yes? He, he By saying that that he was boasting, then then it's not. Then it takes away the. Uh, you know, accusatory. You know, it. You know, it could be read either way. I guess.
3: Um, well, my, my take my take after you know wh- well my most recent take because you know this is another thing that can you know I can change my mind on uh, because there's so many different ways to interpret it if you put it in the context of what happened in Burner Street too and again this is just you know uh, this is this is uh, a Kosminskyite um, conspiring to add things all up to put, <laughs> towards Kosminsky, I guess Um that the that Schwartz, the person he saw, throw down Elizabeth Stride, shouted Lipsky. Yeah. And now, obviously, we know that that's that was a, a, um, um, a derogatory term used um, against the Jewish people after after um, you know the murder of Miriam Angel. Um, but if you add that again to the graffiti. Um, well, the argument is is that well, it, it couldn't have been a Jewish person who um, threw Stride down because um, he was shouting an in, a, an insult towards the Jewish people at Schwartz, which I would disagree with that entirely. Also, too, but I mean, you could you could you could use you could argue either one of these, but you couple that with the Jews, other men that will not be blamed for nothing. There's obviously something about. Um, if it was the same person who threw Stride down and the same person who who wrote the graffiti, then he obviously had something against or had his, his Jewishness or his anti-Jewishness on his mind in both of those circumstances. And um, if you look at also, especially what was going on at the... Um, International Working men's Club—the socialist, anarchist kind of thing—the the, the fact that there was this um, divide between the religious Jewish population and the anarchist socialist—and um, you 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 want to put even more complicated things into the mix—and you consider the fact that a lot of what the, was going on there was against was talk against the sweating system and all this. And Aaron Kosminski's older brother Isaac Abrams was actually for, for all intents and purposes a sweater yeah who you know so I mean you can you can see you can see where um, you can add you put all these things together. And it's another thing you know another reason why you just you just you and if you really want Kazminsky be kuzminski to be the murderer then yes obviously you're going to believe this i don't i don't i don't have any i don't have any vested interest in in whether he's the murderer or not but you just look at all of these things and it's just there's just too many too many coincidences especially writing the graffiti whether there was you know there was a lot in the area or not um if just hypothetically if aaron Kosminski was the person who schwartz saw um and was the person who killed Elizabeth Stride, um, a few, you know, not even a hundred yards from where he lived, um, and then went to do what he did to Catherine Eddowes, and then write the graffiti. You know, uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, you've, you've, you've got now, you have a reason to blame the Jews. I'm one of them, and you know, I, he probably thought he, he, if it's the same person that committed both murders and he was seen by schwartz then he probably thought that his days were numbered you know and that might have been um uh, his his last attempt but I, I mean that's also um imagining that he was aware of these you know social and political issues too i mean it's it's uh you know i mean it's it's um to, to me it's just i can't i can't i can't look away from all of these things together and thinking that somehow some sense can be made out of all of these things.
4: I just wanted a quick question about the message itself. Uh, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. Uh, it has the double negative and the misspelling of Jews. Um, knowing what you do about Kosminski, would you think that would be consistent with his educational level or with his literacy?
3: Um. That's a tricky one because he obviously spoke enough English um, to at least half defend himself when he was brought to court for um, um, the unmuzzled dog and he also mentioned that he goes by the name of Abrams because Kosminski is hard to spell or something like that um, you know I mean it would it would fit if you if you wanted it to fit. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, I know it's speculation, but but even if Kosminski wasn't your suspect, you believe that the messages are sort of a deliberate level like that's the level of the person's literacy we're looking at. It's not a deliberate attempt to let's say, mislead, like a lot of people have suggested you know, a more intelligent writer.
3: Yeah, see, i don't I don't think whoever m- murdered these women was very intelligent at all and that's not just that's not just because you know i think Kozminski um was, was a likely candidate um but it just it a uh, uh, a relatively intelligent person who just wanted to become a serial killer or had those impulses would not have taken the ridiculous chances that this person took and to me that just there's no way that anyone um it, it's just it, there's not it it's there's no way that, that 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 an intelligent person did this and to have the foresight to try to throw somebody off the scent um if you look at the big picture that doesn't really even make any sense anyway you know why would you even why would you why would you have to do that if it was i mean i know that there's there's a lot of talk about um somebody trying to um um Indict the entire Jewish community by committing these murders, which I just I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. I just I don't think it was somebody that had a conscious uh, was was doing any was doing anything other than carrying out his his disgusting um, fantasies um, in, in the worst way possible. And he probably didn't really, you know. I, I don't think he was. I don't think he was clever enough to 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 um, be trying to throw the scent off himself or put put the scent onto you know or, or any of that. It just um, to me that 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 argument just doesn't add up. I don't I don't think this person who committed these murders or the or a number of these murders was um, was was too bright. It just it, there's too many close calls and too many too many just stupid stupid um, mistakes you could call to it. If if he if he actually the person who murdered Stride. Um, somebody witnessed um, him throwing her down, and then he c- carries on and murders her. Uh, I just um, there's
1: only one exit. What? Um, sorry, there's only one exit as well. That's what I can't understand about the Stride murder is he gave himself very little chance to go away, and there's people around. Yeah. yeah, he still did it. So that's not the action of a
3: you know a sort of
1: planning genius or anything like that.
3: Yeah, no. Someone wouldn't have <clears> gone, gone there um, to make a statement <laughs> with all yeah. these potential people there. I just, yeah. I mean, that just, I mean, that just flies in the face. I mean, yes, if if you were absolutely out of your tree and you wanted to make a statement, maybe that's yeah. the case. I just, I just, I think that was that was a crime of absolute opportunity, and um, he got halfway. You know, when somebody saw him, and it's like, what do you do? Here's here's your split second decision. Do you? Um, just leave this person who you've just thrown to the floor with as a witness and someone seeing you do this if you were in fact a murderer or yeah. you say well, well at least i can eliminate one of these witnesses right off well, the bat and then just get out of it get out of town you know mm-hmm. the, the reason i say that is because i've read um peter suckliffe's um statements and i
1: think it's a one person might be wrong in that where he basically said he killed her just because she was standing on the edge of a road as you were driving past and he just thought well I might as well you know that, yeah. that was the mind that was the mindset he had and then maybe that's the same thing with Liz strides where we thought you know well well she's here yeah and i haven't killed for three weeks so
3: yeah yeah
1: you know. yeah it, uh, well, uh, and
0: yeah. uh chapman it, the same thing could be said about chapman if we just had a guy go into the outhouse who showed a little bit more curiosity yes. than he did boom it's all over yeah um and there's another case with only one exit um, unless you're talking about one of the fence hoppers, you know, that some people yeah. speculate he might have been yeah, doing. Which, but, yeah, which, um,
3: yeah. But yeah, you're a, right. He, a, fence, he, a fence hopper who knew that there was a passageway other than going into the back of a house to be able to escape. Yeah, that, that. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, it was someone being, someone who was caught up in what they were doing. And they're so disturbed that they were oblivious, at least for several minutes to the, the the possibility of them, you know, they were more into what they were doing than worrying about whether or not they were going to get caught doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was going to go back to something I was going to say before. I've, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, and it's not sorry. Sorry, Jonathan. It's not relevant to, to what we're talking about, really. Although maybe right. a little bit.
0: Is, oh dear This is <laughs> yeah, dear
1: Boss. Yeah. Boss. We go anywhere we want. Did, did, uh, That's right. Did, did, did the killer attend Morris Eagle's lecture, which is about why you should be socialists? And then suddenly an hour later, there's a very strange in Bilton Street. that could be completely irrelevant. I don't know, but I just thought of that. I've been thinking about that recently but well, did the, they come
3: outside of the lecture and then kill fine Elizabeth Brown thought why not that's
4: that's
3: that's another one of the things that you know I, I've never given thought to so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to th- i'm gonna have to think about that which is i mean that's that's the whole reason that we talk I'm gonna, about these things is I'm because you're right about it yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, look, yeah the next, another another cover. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. That's that yeah that's but but then then again you would also have to think that the person who was attending the meeting was um rational enough rational enough in his mind that he was attending the meeting in the first place. You know, so would have yeah. been you know so, so there weren't just you know it wasn't like a party that you you know invite your friends to. I mean these these were pretty um, I mean, granted, maybe there was there was some merriment going on, but there there were pretty pretty serious and heavy duty issues that that were being discussed here. Um, but that, yeah, that's that's another thing to think about. I mean, th- this is the, th- this is the kind of stuff that that I get inspired about because it's like, oh, just never thought about that. I'd like to think about that. Mm-hmm. Not um, well, you know, Charles Cross. Um, could have, you know, that 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 kind of stuff. I just, it's just, uh, to me, is inane. I, 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 um.
1: One thing that really strikes me about the case is there is a cast of dozens of people across the five murders, and just because we know their names, they instantly become possible suspects. I've always found that really interesting. So at some points, I can make Mrs. VidiMont uh I, I can i can construct a narrative around her being the ripper or knowing the ripper or housing the ripper just because I, I think that's a very very easy trap to fall into well i i
3: i think that's um i mean there's nothing unhealthy in in that in it's when it becomes an issue is when you try too hard to um construct something around these people there's i mean there's it it's great that you can you can take any i mean it's any one of these people, and you go, oh yeah, what a, what if, what if, yeah. what if, what if, but your what ifs should should, at some point, lead you to either mm, I don't think so, or, <laughs> or you know, it, it, or the other way, um, the other way around, and say, yeah, this could be, but that it's it's yeah, it's it's a fine line between, um, um taking your imagination and and. Ignoring everything else and ignoring your imagination and just taking the facts too because I think that that's something also too that's lacking it sounds funny saying that that imagination is lacking when it comes to this field um, but um, absolutely in some in some respects it is but but it's a it's a different kind of imagination it's 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 one where where where, where you have to weigh the the facts with your imagination and you have to you have to give them you have to at least give the facts equal weight um, before you start kind of making it public i mean yeah if you want I, I i i spent hours and this is probably i don't know 15 years ago staring at the pic no i didn't spend hours staring at the picture of george lusk i spent a lot of time um thinking about whether or not he could be the murderer saying, "Well, wow, just you know, what a perfect way." You know, I was thinking about serial murder cases like that of uh, uh, Wayne Williams, the Atlanta child murderer, who interjected himself into the um, um, into the you know, in, he he communicated with the police and all that. And I'm thinking, "Well, wow, George Lusk, you know, yeah, what a great way to get involved in this." I, I've got this piece of kidney, and I'm going to send this to myself, and I'm going to. Promote myself, you know. I mean that—that that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have written an article or a book or anything like that. But at the time, you know, I could get carried away, um, you know, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Is there any way he lived near Books Row? He lived very close to Books Row. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, that's that's uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, those those are the things that there's no reason why you should uh, contemplate these things. But you really, you really have to. <laughs>
4: I think you know. yeah, when you when you look at it, because a lot of uh, writers or suspectologists or just people interested in the case, um, don't always look at things as objectively as they could. You know they're so focused on their subjectivity that they they get lost. And you know they're they're willing to ignore facts you know that dispute their ideas. when really, as you said, if something comes along you know that disputes something you've always held, well, you should change your uh, idea of what you always have.
3: And that's that's the key. I mean, mean, the the, the word objectivity enters into arguments a lot. And objectivity, to me, is like perfection. It really actually, there's no such thing of perfect objectivity. It just, it doesn't happen because it's human (laughs) to start, trying right. to fill the gaps in when you have when you have facts you do speculate so I, i'm not sure that there is actually there are there are people who have more ob- objectivity than others but at the same time it it's just i mean we all have to admit that y- if you have an opinion then you're you're not objective <laughs> you know yeah. an objective opinion is almost like an in sure. uh an oxymoron you know um but
0: and with the, the Charles, so you keep bringing up Charles Cross as an example, um, and it's interesting to go back and read, as I was uh, preparing for the couple of shows I just did on George Hutchison, going back and reading the old Toppy Hutchison threads from um, that predate the Lechmere theory, you see Ed Stowe um, discussing Toppy and saying, well, You know, he lived, uh, you know, it it seemed like he settled down and lived for the rest of his life peacefully and all this stuff as a strike against him being the serial killer. But then lo and behold, once they latch on to the Charles Cross theory, all of a sudden oh well serial killers stop all the time and it's not out of the ordinary for someone to settle down and live quietly and peacefully for the rest of their life well it was a problem when it was george hutchison but now it's not a problem when it's charles cross yeah
3: people have short memories when their imaginations take take control you Mm -hmm. know i mean and that's that's yeah people who
0: don't who haven't been on the casebook message boards for 20 years, day in and day out, keeping up with all these arguments, um, you know, do fall into the, oh, I just saw a documentary on Charles Cross and therefore he's the most plausible suspect. Or I see the H.H. H. Holmes show on the History Channel and, and isn't he the most likely suspect, you know, where... As we sit here and say, "Well, they tested the same piece of shawl that Russell Edwards tests," or you know, uh, <laughs> Which, you know, and, oh, and know. Uh, without even mentioning, you know, caught the results that came out of the 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 Dr. Helena tests or anything like that. You know, they trotted out the shawl again, and you know, so it's it's all it's all very uh, bizarre. But I'm not sure if um. I know that Richard Jones has put a poll up on his, I don't know if anyone can access that really quickly. Like Last time I checked, Kosminski was the most popular suspect um, on Richard Jones' online poll of, um, of people's favorite suspects. Um, and, and I believe that there's just like hundreds of votes uh, cast for all sorts of different suspects. I mean, I I favor Kozminski out of all of the name suspects. So I wonder if there is this kind of like, well, if you have to put a name to the suspect, then yeah, I'll go with Kozminski. But in reality, I think the identity of the perpetrator is probably still a mystery. You know, if you get this, that that kind, you know, if if asked to name one, yeah, Kozminski is the most likely of of them
3: but really my gut tells me that we probably still don't know well, well to to me i think that's i think that's a really good way to look at it that's that's i am more inclined to be prejudiced or biased towards kozminski but i see that as a real positive if you if you had to if you if you just compare the circumstances with all the named people and you don't he isn't isn't one at least one of the people that that should be at the is at the top for you um i I mean i think i think that's i'd be i you know that to me is is progress if you if you if you compare that and say yeah yeah leave room leave room you know i've got i've got i leave room for doubt i mean i'm definitely um probably don't leave as much room for doubt as as most of the people if they vote that way but i think that's i think that's uh I think that's how we should be looking at it right now is that uh um th- there's a we can't rule him out and there's more to rule him in than the average suspect and leave it at that because that's pro- that's probably all that's you know that's it's going to probably be like that forever it's very un- it's very unlikely that 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 we're ever going to we're ever going to you know resolve any of this stuff you know it's just it's very frustrating to see the 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 misconceptions and the 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 hoopla that surrounds uh, the the things that to me to my mind are just just they're just nuts <laughs> they're crazier yeah. than Kuzminski most most of the most of the other 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 things Or so maybe not crazy I mean you, it's not crazy to think oh maybe a, a Carmen who discovered Polly Nichols body could be the murderer or maybe a um, um, Burry, um, who was a wife murderer, could have been. I don't think that. I don't think those things uh, are crazy to contemplate. But um, um, I think it's crazy to look away from Kozminski. I, I think it's just. I think it's just. Uh, it's. It's. You, you're. You're. You're not headed in the right direction if you, or, or not necessarily specifically Kozminski, but that particular school of thought. You know. I mean, in, until 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 someone better comes along.
0: You know. I. I, I
3: just. It's. It's. Yeah, it's it's just frustrating when the, when the when the um the 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 outlandish and the fantastic Trump um I would hate to oh, sorry to use that word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I it's funny because I've X'd that from my vocabulary um and somehow <laughs> it slipped back in. Mm-hmm. Away. <laughs> oh god. I
1: have got I'm sorry, yeah, sorry for that. Yeah. I I've got I've got, the, I've got the poll results here. Uh, on Richard Jones's, um, it's on the JackTheRiverTour.com website. And uh, Aaron Kosminski leads. He's on 15%. Charles Cross on 11%. Then Joseph Barnett, James Maybrick, H. H. Holmes, and Tumblety is on 6.25%. Hmm. So at the moment, Aaron has it by about 60 votes.
0: Yeah. And Dr- it? And Druitt isn't even yeah. in the top six. Not or? even in the top six.
3: Which. Which, which to me, I mean, as as much as I don't think it was it I mean, he's still. I mean, to have Charles Cross, and I hate to keep you know harping on Charles Cross, but that's just that's one of the the, the flavors of the month. Um, to have him even within five percent of Kozminski to me is is really it's 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 warped. I mean, there's just there's nothing there's there's nothing whatsoever. Um, you know, his name was never mentioned in any confidential memoranda. He was never—he wasn't named by uh, Swanson and Anderson's book. Um, I mean, even though they—they they leave out, you know, Aaron. So yes, there's room for something else. But it just—it's. I mean, I think it's—I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, but it's just—it's uh, there's still too, there's still uh, still work to be done <laughs> on my crusade.
1: I've I've just voted and it's made no difference whatsoever.
0: <laughs> well, I would what think I, I would think that that Kosminskyites would get the m- most blowback from the Druidists, um, because a lot of the, the suspects who are named like Cross and H. H. Holmes, I mean, they they just take the idea the easy route. That's just like, well, all the police officials were wrong. You know, none of them knew what they were doing. None of them knew what they were talking about um so Vincent van Gogh was the ripper yeah, uh, I, I where, whereas oh. at least with Druitt you have this built-in conflict uh within the the police officials themselves you know that where yeah. they ever ha- they either have to take one side or the other and then figure out why the other side was wrong you know yeah
1: what is interesting is that on this poll other other the suspects Comes up as thirty-two percent, five hundred and seven votes, which is twice that of Aaron Cuthbertson.
3: I think that's still that—that's still reasonable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think, it's, yeah. I think it's very. I think that's. I think that's very reasonable because you know that that that's. Um, I mean there, there's really there's really nothing. You know God. that def- that. Um, persuasive in any direction yeah f- to expect that an overwhelming majority would agree with me or anybody else you know for that for that matter i mean they're just they're just they're, there's too many there's too many contradictions and, and too many conflicting opinions but but other yeah yeah i i would i would put other as number two for me yeah <laughs> absolutely it would. It used to be. It used to be Dave and Cohen, but I would lump him in, in, in with the uh, with the other category. Yeah. Because I I I don't I don't really. I I don't really take much stock in that particular theory these days.
0: You had said at the beginning that you. And correct me if I'm wrong on the chronology here. You were saying that you first favored the. F- Martin Fido's theory, uh, essentially, maybe not the Ka- Kaminsky aspect of it, but then you read Sugden, and you changed your mind, and and but then after Sugden down the road, you you've now gone back to uh, the Polish Jew suspect. Um, how how did Sugden influence your thinking one way or another?
3: Well, I, I think um, that you know i mean uh, uh, martin fido's book was one of the first ones i read and and i i to this day i don't know which was the first because it was kind of a flurry where i just just you know i know the um bruce paley's the simple truth was one of the first ones too um but and and I was a, a little um a little skeptical of the 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 police confusion thing and I was kind of fixated on um the circumstances of David Cohen or Aaron Davis Cohen or whoever it was after reading Martin Fidel's book and I kind of stuck on that for for a long time and it actually after reading Sugden I was it almost reinforced my thoughts about David Cohen, because I'd completely ruled out Kazminsky after reading uh, reading um, Philip Sugman's book. And it kind of reinforced that um, uh, Martin Fido's um, theory that the police really kind of confused one with the other, whether it was the man and uh, um, the city or however. Um, but it also made me think that, yeah, Anderson didn't know what he's talking about. But at the same time, It it didn't do anything to diminish my thought that 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 David Cohen could have been the murderer. Um, And one of the biggest reasons is because Sugden doesn't even mention that, you know, he absolutely completely ignores uh, Martin Fido's theory, um, which I found kind of curious at the time um, because it was, you know, it wasn't wasn't that outlandish or anything. Um, but yeah after reading um the complete history i uh i thought anderson didn't know what he was talking about and i i ruled out entire entirely and um it wasn't until um, rob house started uh looking into kasimsky and when he first mentioned that i sure that i must have mentioned to him that i thought that you know that that he was going to uh you know come to a dead end because i didn't you know i didn't I didn't give him any any um, any chance, and then after I see what his research, his his along with Chris Phillips, obviously I have to you know you got to give both of those guys credit for the research that they did into this. I started seriously reconsidering Aaron Kuzminski, and that's one you know. I mean, it, it, those are the those are the moments where you you go, oh geez, you know, I I need to I need to just start from scratch and look at everything again. Um, because I, I believe this one day, I believe this another day. So the only logical thing to do is just start from square one and, and, and look at everything again. And, um, you know, since then, since, since, uh, Rob's book and, and, you know, it came out and, and that it's, uh, I have, I've had a different view of, um, you know, Philip Sugden's take on the case, which has got me into lots of trouble, but you know. <laughs> that's a, that's another story.
4: Yeah, I wanted to get your take John on um on uh, Sir Robert Anderson just as a policeman. Um because he's so intimately involved in the Ripper case, you know, being the assistant commissioner and being in charge of the case and then and and not only being there from 1888 but also being there all the way until the close well not the closure, the you never closed the murder case but until they shelved it. In 1892, and um, so he would have been privy to, you know, absolutely everything that went on in, for the Whitechapel murders investigation. And but um, not only for the for that, but just as a policeman in general, what's your take on him, just as a police official?
3: Um, it, it I think it's telling that he served as the assistant. Commissioner um, in charge of the CID for 13 years, which I think that speaks volumes that he held that position for so long. Um, I think that his experiences before he became um, the assistant commissioner with the you know with the um, prison commission um, with um, his Secret Service work. Um, all of his previous ex- I mean the fact that he was a he was a lawyer <laughs> you know he, he, um, all of those things I think made him although he says when he um, uh, well he, he admits when he entered into his duties as assistant commissioner that he had exceptional advantages and I think if you compare his circumstances to um, previous and subsequent um, assistant commissioners in charge of crime, I think that he was uniquely qualified, um, not only for that position, but to also um, assess the bigger picture. Um, because uh, and and also too, he was he was you know working um, as a basically as a as a um, private citizen outside of the government when he was working for the government too. So it it um, it you know I think he was uniquely qualified and i think um i mean he's got, he's got some pretty pretty off the wall um ideas about um punishing criminals his his criminals and crime he's got some they they're pretty controversial ideas back then and still today today they are but i think that also they were pretty imaginative and pretty um they actually, they might sound absurd when you talk about taking a, a, a career petty thief and locking him away forever, which is one of his ideas. But on the other hand, his, his, his idea about that was to make these people, move them from society, but not in a punitive kind of way, that, to make their lives as, as comfortable as possible, which is really strange. When you look at it in that respect, so I mean, I think he 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 approached his his work, and and that's not even you you know forget about his theological um, opinions and writings and things like that, which obviously influenced it. It were a bigger influence on him than anything else. I think overall, I mean, he claims that the uh, crime statistics and that um, went down during his tenure. I don't have any. I I couldn't back that up, but. He seems to just just you know to make a to make a short story long I guess um, the the fact that he held that position for as long as he did and and the qualifications that he had, I think somebody was satisfied with the job that he was doing um, other than just himself so I guess that's I guess that that probably probably could have summed that up in fewer words but
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay any anyone else
3: Allie? I
4: got
0: nothing.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. That's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's Kuzminski. He's not the Ripper. Give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Delusional. <laughs> blah, blah, well, yada, well, yada, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> that, uh, But that is what I needed to hear. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh there, there it is. I was hoping you'd set the record straight so I could sleep peacefully tonight. There you go. Final
0: judgment. We're uh, we're going to reconvene at some point, hopefully in the near future, with some additional guests. Because back to the Elizabeth Stride case, I know Tom Westcott has some opinions about whether even the Ripper was the one who was assaulting her to begin with in the front of Dutfield's yard <clears throat> or whether the Ripper came on after that incident had even occurred. So there's a lot more uh, discussion that we can mine, you know, with John. And so I hope that you'll come back to the show.
3: Uh, oh, oh God. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, um, I, I, um, I don't always agree with, um, with, tom's um speculating but he is one of my favorite people as far as i he he gets my mind going and and uh we need more i think we need more people like tom westcott um i really really enjoy his his the stuff that he does and i'd 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 love to hear i'd love to love to hear more from him no doubt about that
0: okay well we'll we'll keep uh john malcolm on, on our list of people i bug periodically to get together on the show, and have another episode. Hopefully, with Tom, will be able to join us and a few others uh, sometime here in the near future. So, but but for 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 today, uh, thanks everyone for spending
3: time on a Sunday evening. No problem. Oh, uh, thanks guys for uh, for letting me ramble on. Um, it, it's given my wife quite the nice break from it. <laughs> so we're like yeah.
1: husband sitting for
0: her <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah 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 so i think she, we she, only she,
0: mentioned once um this is oh dear boss right i usually make someone else say it but i think i've had to say it twice this oh, episode so oh,
3: dear boss yes. oh, it, was, it was it was it's definitely great um talking to you guys no doubt robert and carl and Allie and jonathan and uh john for a little while and um yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks. Thanks for. Thanks for. Uh, thanks for letting me vent. Well. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. <laughs>